Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. I am reading some excerpts from uh, a book by Watchman Nee called The Messenger of the Cross. May have done it before, probably will do it again. But I'm revisiting it because one of the assignment goals of Nancy McCrady Ministries is to reproduce as many messengers of the cross. And to do that, of course, I can only do that which depends on me. And then others have to decide that they want to join in and do the same and to be a messenger. So I'm just simply reading some excerpts with comments here and there. And uh, so I encourage you to take hold of this because as we read Galatians, as in all of the episodes here on Tent Talk, We want to be those who go with him ourselves, that we enter in for ourselves, as Jesus said in Luke 11.52 in the Amplified Classic, and then we want to be a big open door for others to get to him. So here we go, my friends. Thanks for being on the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, Tent Talk. All right, here we go into the next section, Chapter 1, The Messenger of the Cross. This section is entitled, The Way of a Crucified Person Proclaiming the Cross. Speaking on the practical side, whenever the Lord sends us to a certain place at a certain time to testify for Him, we need to rid ourselves anew of the inclination to love and to depend upon our natural life and to be willing to set aside our emotion or feeling. Although sometimes we do not feel anything or we feel as cold as ice, we may kneel before the Lord and ask that the cross may do its deeper work in us so that we can control our feeling, be it cold or hot, in carrying out the command of the Lord. We may ask further that the Lord will strengthen our spirit, And as our soul life at that moment receives its fatal blow on the cross, the Lord will grant more grace to us. Even if we have already known the truth which we are to preach, we dare not draw it out from our brain and deliver it to people. Instead, we will humbly prostrate before God, asking Him to quicken afresh the truth we already knew. And thus the truth will be impressed upon us anew, so that we speak it not merely the memory of our past experience, but is something which we seem to newly experience in our life. In this way will the Holy Spirit, with His power, verify what we preach. It is best for us to wait before the Lord for a little while before we ever speak, allowing His Word, or sometimes that which we already knew, to impress itself upon our spirit afresh. Even at times when we are pressed for time, the Lord is still able to imprint the message upon our spirit within a few minutes. Such experience requires the constant opening of our spirit to the Lord in our daily walk. We must underline this point because it is the key to our success or failure. In the case of a backslidden believer, if he is asked to speak of his past experience, He is able to do it by the power of memory, and he may even speak attractively. But we all know that the Holy Spirit will not work through him. 
Yet let us see that the work which we do by the power of memory is not much different from the preaching or speaking of the backslidden. We ought quickly to recognize that the work which is done with the mind is frequently a waste of energy. For what comes merely out of the mind can only reach the mind of other people. It can never touch the spirit and give life. Old experience not freshly quickened is inadequate for new work. We must ask God to renew the old experience in our spirit. This that we have just said is even more true when preaching the salvation of the cross to sinners. Perhaps we have been saved for decades. If we labor solely by the power of memory, will not our message be too old and too tasteless? But if we can see anew in our spirit the ugliness of sins and taste afresh the love of the cross, we shall be so touched by the compassion of Christ for sinners to believe in Him that we are able to portray the cross livingly before the people. See Galatians 3.1 For them to believe in Him. How can we ever move others with the love and compassion of Christ if we ourselves are so hard and cold. For perhaps while we are proclaiming the sufferings of the cross, our hearts are not in the least touched and melted by such sufferings. We must therefore go before the Lord with our spirit opened so that His Holy Spirit may make His word and message pass through our spirit, causing us to be melted by His word before we ever deliver it. We must not depend on our feeling, natural talent, or mind, but depend instead on the power of the Holy Spirit. Let His message impress itself upon the spirit of the audience as well as upon our spirit. Oh, each time we preach, we should be like Isaiah, who was always burdened with the prophecy before he ever prophesied. In reading Isaiah chapters 13 through 23, we will note that each prophecy is headed by the word burden. This should be most meaningful for us. Every time we proclaim the word of God, we must first receive in our spirit the burden of the message we are to deliver, as though we cannot be discharged of the burden until our work is done. Furthermore, we ought to ask the Lord to give us burden so that the work we do will not come from our natural feeling, talent, or mind. We should also experience what Jeremiah had experienced. Quote, If I say I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, then there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with forbearing, and I cannot contain. Close quote. That was Jeremiah 20, verse 9. How can we be careless in proclaiming God's word? We must let his word first burn in our spirit, so that we cannot but speak. Yet if we are not willing to deliver our soul life and its power to death, we will never receive afresh the word of God in our spirit. If we as his servants wish to be used by God to save sinners and to revive saints, that is to proclaim the word of the cross, 
We must let the cross first work in us to make us, on the one hand, willing to deliver ourselves daily to death for the Lord's sake, and on the other hand, willing to put the power of our soul life in the place of death, abhorring the strength which belongs to the natural life, and placing no confidence in ourselves as well as in all which proceeds from self. Then shall we see the life of God and its power flowing into people's spirits through our words. Nevertheless, in spite of all the preparations on the part of the evangelist or preacher himself, he may still sometimes fail. Yet it will not be due to a total failure on his part. And why? Because of the oppression and attack of Satan, which will lead into our next reading, which is titled, The Oppression and Attack of Satan. But let me say this before I close out today, how relevant this is to me. For today here in Germany, as I am uh, right now with about 12 folks from Germany, Austria, and Poland, 12 folks I've invited and they've come in and we are spending time in what I'm calling the Cross Encounter Collective, which is where I am attempting to share with them the philosophy, the process, and protocols of Cross Encounter to possibly, possibly in the days and months ahead to be able to work with them and send them out as teams into nations that if God would but use Cross Encounter as a gateway for others to hear of Him and the message of the cross and sons returning home to the Father. You know, this is something that God gave to me and and I crafted together Cross Encounter back in 2008, (laughs) and it is 2023, (laughs) right? I mean, how many Cross Encounters, how, how many times of sharing this word of His truth and His story and how necessary that even today as it will unfold again and this weekend again and the freshness of life. Oh, it cannot just be drawn up from the memory and not just told in some rote way as here is how we do it. This is what we, right, is the freshness of his life and what he is doing. It's a fresh work of the eternal, right? You understand that the eternal realm is fresh. There's no time there. It's, there's no expiration date. There's no staleness upon it. But we must allow Holy Spirit to so quicken within to bring forth that which is of his life and freshness. I cannot speak today from memory and speak today just rotely of these things. Hmm? It must be fresh of him. So I today am so grateful for this, that he quickens in me and I pray quickens through me. See, we are so dependent upon him. And could we be glad about that? Could we be so ever glad to lean into new depths of dependency upon Him to live. And let Him make all of this so very real in us and through us so as to quicken others, to awaken them and bring them home to Him. So I'm encouraged today, and I pray you are too. Love you all.
For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccready.com or follow her on social media at nbmccready.com.